This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala al-mabuthi rahmatan lil-alameen, nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa tabi'in, wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddini wa ba'd. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless him and to bless every single one of us to grant us forgiveness on this night and to accept from us the acts of worship that we have been engaged in during this month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us sincerity and at the same time may he grant us all acceptance, may he forgive our shortcomings. It is impossible for us to engage in acts of worship in the perfect manner. But as human beings, we try our best and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept it from us. This evening, mashallah, we heard the 27th part of the Quran. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward us for every word that we have heard. In the, this part of the Quran, there are several surahs. We commenced by completing Surah Al-Dhariyat that we had started yesterday. In this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of how when the message came to Fir'aun and to the people of Ad and the people of Thamud, they began to call the messengers names. And they began to accuse the messengers of sorcery. They said, these are magicians, these are liars, these people have this and that, and they... They were accused. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of this because in the next surah, He tells the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, don't worry, we have gifted you. And through our virtue, you are not from amongst those who is mad or a magician or a liar. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all a good reputation. Amin. <clears throat> so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after making mention of how He destroyed the people of Musa alayhi salam and Ad and the people of Thamud and the people of Nuh as well. He then makes mention of something very important. We notice in the Quran, so many verses are repeated. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to read salah, not once, so many times. He tells us to give zakah. He speaks about good company in all different ways. He words it differently. And every time the message is one. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of a point here in this surah. وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَ تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And remind, continue reminding, for definitely the reminding will benefit the true believers. When there is a true believer, naturally when they are told once, twice, three times, five times, they don't feel bad, rather it has a positive impact. This is why there is a power of the Qur'an that I'm sure all of us would agree. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeats verses and we hear them, we will find that it seems as, as if they directly are addressing us. Sometimes you have a crisis that may have happened in the morning. You come in the evening to listen to what the Qur'an says. You will have those verses as though Allah is addressing your problem. And you might think, does this imam who is talking know what happened today? The answer is no, Allah knows. And he is the one who has repeated the verses for many reasons. One of them is 
for this particular reason that we've just mentioned now. Because if we were to speak about good company once only and not speak about it again, we might have needed it more on another day when we just came across someone who was bad company. But because we didn't hear the message, we forgot about it. So the power of Allah, He repeats the verse so that it will affect us even on the day we need it. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us mercy. Sometimes a person is fulfilling their salah and they happen to be regular. And then they miss one salah and that evening the message is about salah and how people would miss one salah. Subhanallah. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has worded it so beautifully. He says, the constant reminder will benefit those who truly believe. And we learn from this another lesson. Whenever we are reminded again and again, we, if we have true belief, we should be honored that someone is reminding us. We should try and take the positive message that is being told to us, no matter what source it is coming from. If it is correct, we should surrender to it. Sometimes you have a child, who is telling an adult what to do. And Allah makes mention of this in the Quran. Sometimes you have a person who's not qualified, speaking to a very highly qualified person and reminding them what to do. If the message is correct, that is the criteria. That is what we need to look at. We do not need to look at precisely who is bringing it to us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says immediately after that, that look, I don't want anything from you. I have created you and I've created you for a purpose. And that purpose is so that you can worship me. I have not created mankind and jinn kind for any other reason but that they worship me. I don't want from them any sustenance. I don't need anything from them. Allah is saying, and I don't want them to feed me. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. He is telling us that no matter what you have in the dunya, it means nothing to me. No matter how much materially you have, it is me who gave it to you in the first place and I don't need it from you. Allah says, I have created you to worship me. We need to explain this verse. Some people think that that means we must engage in salah all day, all night. We must fast every day and we need to read Quran all the time and constantly remain with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala day and night and so on. The idea by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying that your purpose of existence is to worship me, that means to obey my commands and abstain from prohibitions. That is what it means. So when we sleep in accordance with the teachings of Islam, it's an act of worship. When we get up in accordance with the teachings of Islam, it's an act of worship. When we eat in accordance with the teachings of Islam, it's an act of worship. When we have relations with fellow Muslims, with family members, with our spouses, according to Islam, it is an act of worship. To smile is an act of worship. So it does not mean the physical five pillars only, but the entire deen, the entire religion, all of it. When we adopt every aspect of it, we will find our whole existence is full of obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why a businessman, the hadith speaks about how he will be resurrected with the prophets if only he engages in upright dealings and he is honest and he does not cheat anyone. That type of a businessman, the hadith says, he will be resurrected with the messengers because he worshipped Allah through his business by being honest, by being upright. And this is why we are taught that one of the greatest acts of worship 
is to resolve dispute. Whenever there is a dispute within the family, within the community, we should try genuinely to resolve that dispute. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to worship Him at all times 24-7. And may He never make us from amongst those who forget His law, even for a split moment. Wherever we have faulted, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. In the next surah, which is surah At-Tur, Tur is the mountain that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of in the story of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes a qasam after a qasam, an oath after an oath. And after taking so many oaths, he says, I swear by so many things that definitely the punishment of Allah is going to come. Nothing will be able to stop it. This is what Allah is saying. And this is a reminder for us that the world is coming to an end, definitely. And the last day is coming very near. Allah says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing the mountains and the skies and the condition of the sky on the day that everything will come to an end, including the sky. And the condition of the mountains, Allah says, they'll be moving and we had considered them solid, but they will not be on that day. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immediately after making mention of that punishment and how severe the day is, He says, When it comes to those who were conscious of us, they will be, mashallah, in gardens full of springs that are gushing. And Allah says they have no need to worry. May Allah make us from amongst them. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that you continue reminding the people whether they call you a madman, no matter what they accuse you of, no matter what they have said about you, continue reminding them because that is your duty. Fulfill your duty. We spoke about the reminders which benefit the believers. But there are reminders that will that we will need to, to execute, even when it comes to the non-Muslims, we will have to continue reminding them. And the address is to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the lesson is for all of us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَذَكِّرْ فَمَا أَنْتَ بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ بِكَاهِنٍ Continue reminding them for, with our grace, you are not a fortune teller, nor are you a madman. Allahu Akbar. Am sha'ir? Or are they saying that you are a poet? Allah says you are not even a poet. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability not only to remind others, but to take heed when we are reminded. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our minds and hearts towards goodness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us yet again in the next surah, which is Surah Al-Najm, named after the stars. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا يَنطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَىٰ Anything that is uttered by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will never be an utterance from his own desires and whims. No, everything is revealed by Allah, inspired to him or revealed directly by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even the instances, let's listen very carefully, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, even the instances 
where he has been admonished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that was carefully planned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us to learn a lesson that when we err and when we are corrected, how should we receive the correction? Subhanallah. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was perfect, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him do certain deeds after which he was admonished and received the admonition with an open arm and with an open heart and immediately surrendered to it. And there are several examples of that in the Quran. Not because he was imperfect, but because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted there to be a complete example to emulate for us in every aspect of life, even when we are corrected. How should we receive correction? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our doors. So some people, na'udhu billah, they say the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam did this and Allah admonished him, look, if he was perfect, why would he do this? That is, a, that is actually evidence to prove that he is a perfect example for everyone. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our doors. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about that. And then he says, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, turn away from those who are turning away from the Qur'an. Don't bring them into your company. And if the, if the instruction is for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what about us? It's another reminder about the company we have. Don't mix with those who have turned the Qur'an away and who have turned a blind eye to the message because they will have an impact upon you without you realizing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, فَأَعْرِضْ Turn away from the one who has turned away from the Qur'an. From the one who has turned away from our message. Turn away from the one who has turned away from our message and who only wants the materialism of this world. Remember, very sadly, around us today, if you take a look at the non-Muslims, and sadly, maybe some of the Muslims, may Allah protect us and not make us from amongst them. Materialism has taken over to the degree that our decisions are made based on whether it is profitable to our pockets or not, without looking at what is permissible or prohibited at times. May Allah protect us. And I'm repeating this. Many times our decisions are based on dunya, not on what Allah wants, but on whether we find immediate benefit or not. If we see the fruits immediately in our lives, we make a decision in that direction. And when we hear what Allah says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, we tend sometimes, shaitan makes us go astray. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the ability to distinguish from which direction shaitan is coming to us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our doors. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to stay away from those or to turn away from them. What about us? we should be turning away from them in an even bigger way. That does not mean you do not deliver the goods, meaning you do not deliver the message. No, they have rights over us. One of the rights of the non-Muslims over us is that we transfer to them or deliver to them the message of Islam. That is our duty. No matter what type of enemies they are and how much they hate us, we need to inform them. One of the predecessors has said, لَوْ يَعْلَمُ الْمُلُوكُ وَأَبْنَاءُ الْمُلُوكِ مَا نَحْنُ عَلَيْهِ لَجَالَدُونَ عَلَيْهِ بِالسُّيُوفِ 
If the kings and the children of the kings and the emperors and the rich of the world knew the peace that we were in and the religion that we had, they would fight us with swords to get that religion from us. But a sad reality, they don't know. Sometimes as Muslimin, we don't realize what gem we are sitting on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to understand His gift upon us. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after that, in Surah Al-Qamar, the next surah is named Surah Al-Qamar. He makes mention of the Qamar. What is Qamar? The moon. The kuffar of Quraysh at the time told the Prophet ﷺ, you claim to be a messenger. Okay, bring us a sign. A sign, not magic, but a sign that is clear for everybody to see. And Rasulullah ﷺ, he was given so many miracles, so many miracles in his life, ﷺ. One of those that was so clear was when he raised his index finger to the moon whilst everybody was looking and it split into two and everybody saw it. To this day, there is that crack noticeable for those who have seen and for those who would like to see on the moon to show this and to confirm this. It had come completely, it had split completely and then come together. But still you will notice that there are signs to prove that this has happened. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to understand the miracles of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and may they move us. One of the most powerful miracles that brings tears to the eyes. So many miracles. One of them was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Wallahi, inni la'arifu hajaram bi makkata. Subhanallah. He says, Wallahi, I know a stone, a rock in Mecca. When I used to pass, it used to say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It used to greet the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. These were signs of nubuwa in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imagine a rock, and this hadith is authentic, completely authentic. A rock greeting Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What a miracle. We hear of these miracles, they don't move us. Then when we hear of the concocted miracles of today, which are made up in Photoshop and video edit, and they want to show us so many things across the globe, the emails that are doing their rounds nowadays, 99% of them are fake. Do we realize that? And Allah says in the Quran, that when a person's iman is weak, when Allah shows his signs, it doesn't affect them. But when there are fake signs shown to them, it affects them. وَإِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ اشْمَأَزَّتْ قُلُوبُ الَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْآخِرَةِ وَإِذَا ذُكِرَ الَّذِينَ مِن دُونِهِ إِذَا هُمْ يَسْتَبْشِرُونَ That's only one verse that comes to mind. That those who do not believe in the Akhirah correctly, when Allah is mentioned and the signs of Allah are mentioned and the miracles are mentioned, it doesn't move them. You find them turning away. And when everything besides Allah is mentioned, suddenly they give everybody glad tidings. You know, we forward those SMSs mostly, sadly, sometimes, that are not authentic at all. It is our duty to authenticate the emails we forward. Sometimes it's a mere forward, but we don't realize we might be forwarding a story that is fake. There is a picture of, a, of trees, mashallah, that have written in them, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have seen the photograph, mashallah, and everybody is moved at that. But when we read, إِقْتَرَبَتِ السَّاعَةُ وَانْشَقَّ الْقَمَرُ 
the hour has come very clear and the moon has been split into two, then nobody's moved. Allahu Akbar. The verse, nobody's moved. But a picture, and let me inform you, I know of senior Islamic scholars who traveled to, 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 to where it was supposed to be, spending money to look for it, and they spent a whole month hunting for it, and they said it does not exist. This was only created from editing images and so on, in order to let the Muslims turn to their deen. May Allah protect us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. Pictures floating around of an angel on the Kaaba. And then when we read a verse of the Quran, it doesn't move us. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really grant us the ability to distinguish between that which is fake and between that which is genuine. Let's pick up the Quran, the living miracle. What more do we want? Pick it up and try to read it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open your doors. All doors. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open mine and yours. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after that describes the day of Qiyamah. A different description. He says, خُشَّعًا أَبْصَارُهُمْ يَخْرُجُونَ مِنَ الْأَجْدَاثِ كَأَنَّهُمْ جَرَادٌ كَأَنَّهُمْ جَرَادٌ مُنْتَشِرٌ Allah says, when they are coming out on the day of resurrection, when they are being brought out, they will have humbled eyes coming out from their graves, moving as though they are locusts spread. You know when you see a locust, a cockroach so to speak, and how you see a whole pile of them running in one direction and in the other direction, Allah says, man will be so insignificant, realizing the insignificance of himself. Today we know we are insignificant, but sometimes we don't realize that. We still think we are somebody. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says on that day, like locusts, they will come up. And they will, you know, when you see these locusts, we need to think of this description in Surah Al-Qamar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on us on that day. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really, He is the owner of that day. He is the only one. And He is the decider. May Allah grant us the intercession of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for entry into Jannah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about something very, very, very powerful. I mentioned moments ago of the miracle of the Qur'an. Do you know that in the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeats a verse many times. وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ لِلذِّكْرِ فَهَلْ مِن مُدَّكِرِ We have made this Qur'an easy for dhikr. So is there anyone who is going to do that? What is the meaning of dhikr? It has a vast meaning. Firstly, to memorize. It is easy to memorize the Qur'an. MashaAllah, you have people who are challenged visually, who have memorized the Qur'an so solid, that if they were to correct you, you'd probably have to believe them before anything else. And you have people who might be challenged in other ways, but they have memorized the Qur'an. In our midst here, we will pick up at least 20 to 30 people who've memorized the whole Qur'an, from cover to cover. I personally can pick up about 15 here in the front, mashallah. That is a gift of Allah. So Allah is saying, we've made it easy to memorize. Is there anyone who's going to do that? May Allah make us from those. And may Allah make it easy for all those who have taken it upon themselves to memorize the Qur'an. When you accept Islam, when a person accepts Islam, they have to memorize at least part of the Qur'an, whether they understand it or not. They have to memorize at least a part of it, and that is all in the bigger plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect the book as well. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives this as a gift to us. And I am encouraging everyone seated here 
to memorize a verse a day. A verse a week. Why not? Allahu Akbar. Do not lose hope. If you've started memorizing the Quran, shaitan will come to you regularly and tell you, when are you going to finish? You know, this is hard. This is difficult. Wallahi, you would like to be a VIP on the day of Qiyamah? Start memorizing the Quran. You become Ahlullahi wa khassatuh. You become a person who is Ahlul Quran. The person of the Quran, a man who has the Quran, a woman who has the Quran. May Allah make it easy for us. Remember, to consolidate is more important than to just memorize broken verses. Which means we need to constantly revise. So what's important is not the quantity, but the quality of the hifth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. No problem whether you've taken a year, five years or ten years. That is besides the point. The idea is you have memorized and solid memorization. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our doors. Now the term dhikr also refers to understand. Allah says, we have made the Quran easy to understand. Is there anyone who's going to try to understand it? We have made this Quran easy to put into practice. Is there anyone who's going to put it into practice? And this is why there's no point in being a hafiz when we are against the instructions of the Quran, yet we know them off by heart. May Allah protect us. This is why sometimes you hear of hafizul Quran committing this crime and that crime because they have not memorized the Quran in the proper manner. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all and our offspring. And may He make us from those who can constantly memorize the Quranic verses and keep them in memory. Amen. The next surah is Surah Al-Rahman. Needless to say, we all know one verse that is repeated more than 30 times in this surah. And I'd like to only talk on that verse. Allah says, Which is it of the favors and the bounties of your Rabb, O mankind and jinkind, do you deny? So many favors Allah has mentioned, not only in that surah, but in the Quran. So many gifts of Allah, we realize the eyes we have, the noses we have, the ears we have, the mouths we have, the tongue we have. Every organ is a miracle, subhanallah. And Allah says, which is it of the favors of your, your Rabb? Your Rabb meaning your creator, the one who provides for you. So many favors upon you, one after the other. Are you going to deny any one of them? Obviously the answer is no, Ya Allah, we don't deny a single gift. Ya Allah, you've blessed us with more than what we deserve. Wallahi, this is why in the Quran, Allah says, if we had to punish man for the sins that man commits, there would be nothing left on earth. Man would be destroyed completely. But Allah says, we allow, and Allah's mercy obviously is far greater. May He forgive us. We allow them time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us forgiveness before it is too late. So that is the verse of that particular surah, and the message in it is for all of us. The next surah is surah al-waqi'ah. And this is why Allah says, which is it of the favors of your Lord do you deny? And thereafter he, he speaks in surah al-waqi'ah about so many aspects of life and death. And he also makes mention of the day of qiyamah and the description. But I'd like to make mention of some questions that he asks. He says, do you see the reproductive seed that you produce? Is it you who created it or did we create it? Allah is asking. The reproductive seed, male and female, fusion, the gametes. What happens? You have a little zygote. Subhanallah. Who made that? It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How does it develop in the womb? 
Allah is asking, did you do it? The answer is no. Allah says, we did it. Subhanallah. We render our worship to Allah. And Allah says, yet it was a seed, just a seed. And what happened after that? Who guided the seed? Where did it go? How did it go there? Allahu Akbar Kabira. That's a question being asked here in Surah Al-Waqi'ah, the reality. Then Allah asked another question, Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. Afara'aytum ma tahruthoon. Aantum tazra'oonah. Am nahnu zari'oon. Do you see that which you have plowed, that which you have cultivated, that which you have sown, the seeds? Firstly, we spoke of the seed of man. Now let's speak of the seed of plantation. When you plant it, what happens? Allah says, who caused it to grow? Us or yourselves? Subhanallah. Allah says, if we wanted, If we wanted, we could have destroyed that crop and you would have regretted and you would have continued in your regret. If Allah wanted, He could have, He can destroy crop even after you see it growing big the day before you harvest. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can destroy it. He says, we own it completely. We decide whether it's going to actually get to your mouth or not. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding of His greatness. He asks another question. Do you see the water that you are drinking? Did you bring it down from the clouds? Or did we bring it down? Who brought it down? Allah is saying, where did the water come from? Tell me, were you involved in it coming? Allah says, no ways. We were the ones who brought that water. Now you still want to deny the favors of Allah upon you? Oh mankind, oh jinn kind? The answer is nay. And the third question, or the last question asked here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Do you see the fire that you kindle? Where did that come from? Subhanallah. The fuel that you use, the trees, the logs and everything that you use for that, who caused that to grow and to be there? for the fire to be kindled via? It was us. Was it you? The answer is no, it was not you. It was us, Allah says. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an understanding. And may He grant us really the ability to comprehend His greatness or even a part of it. Subhanallah. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeats the verses, why do you deny? Or which is it of the favors do you deny? Here are so many favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next surah is surah al-Hadid. Hadid named after the steel. Steel meaning the iron and so on. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about it in the surah and its power and where it comes from. And the fact that the best of the steel comes from the upper part of the mountain, not the lower part of the mountain. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. That Allah mentions here. And thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, obviously in this surah, there is a question that will bring tears to the eyes. But I leave that for just at the end. Prior to that, let me make mention of a scenario that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts forth of what is going to happen on the day of judgment. On 
on that day you shall see the true believers, males and females. Their nur will be in front of them on their sides and in all the directions, the nur. Subhanallah. يَسْعَى نُورُهُمْ بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَبِأَيْمَانِهِمْ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا أَتْمِمْ لَنَا نُورَنَا وَأُفِرْ لَنَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of this, not only in this surah, even in another surah. He speaks of the nur on the day of Qiyamah of those who believe. But immediately after that, there is a warning. يَوْمَتْ Sorry, the warning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَوْمَ يَقُولُ الْمُنَافِقُونَ وَالْمُنَافِقَاتُ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا On that day, the hypocrites, both male and female hypocrites, will be saying to the true believers, whom they will now see the nur of, أُنظُرُونَ Wait for us, wait for us, we want to catch up with you. To do what? نَقْتَبِسْ مِن نُورِكُمْ we want to take from your nur a little bit. We are in darkness here. We are sitting blackened completely as the Quran says, يَوْمَ On that day, there will be faces that will be lightened up with nur and there will be faces that will be blackened in disgrace. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the hypocrites will be calling out to those who have nur, the believers saying, wait for us. We want to snatch and take and benefit from the light Allah has given you. The answer will come, go back. Go back and see the nur. Try and get it from where you used to get all your guidance from. Go and get it. فَضُرِبَ بَيْنَهُمْ بِسُورٍ Allah says, and there will be a barrier created between these and those. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us on the right side of the barrier. And may He never make us from the hypocrites. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes this very vividly. Then comes the question. The question I ask myself, and the question that is asked to yourselves, and the question that is asked to all believing men and women, أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Has the time not come yet? Has the time not come yet? For the believers, for the hearts of the believers to soften up towards the Qur'an and towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's message has the time not come to soften up? Allah is asking. Imagine, a question is being asked to me. What more are you waiting for to soften up? What more are you waiting for to turn to Allah? Gone are the days of amusement. Gone are the days of committing sin and so on. We need to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is asking us, has the time not come? Or what is it that you are waiting for? What has revealed to you is the truth. Can your heart not soften up towards it? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make me from those who can take heed. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open all our doors. The question is directed at every one of us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Saying, what is it that you are waiting for? Hasn't the time come? Is it not now? We've had so many years that have gone by. Now, if we don't turn, what will happen? We need to turn and Allah says, you will taste the better quality life in the dunya before you even get to the akhirah. That is a gift of Allah. Because the owner of this life, he is the one 
who is informing us that if you come in my direction, I am the owner of the treasures of this dunya as well. I will give you the quality of life that you are searching for. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness in the dunya as well as in the akhirah. Until we meet again. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad subhanallahu wa bihamdih. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.